everybody. When you hear that music, generally speaking, there would have been a ball game going on. The White Sox would be running out on the field with their new great team and a big payroll. And instead, it's Craig Kashan live from Wisconsin, along with Jamie Retsky live from Kansas City. And we are zooming away and trying, trying to, you know, I did, I did a podcast, Craig, by myself the other day uh, because you were traveling and, you know, I felt bad, but by God, I did one alone. And I got a couple notes. One note said the guy was going to call suicide prevention for me because he, <laughs> he, thought, he thought I was on the brink of killing myself. I'm going, I'm just you're gonna have to You're going to have to start providing video with this and let people know you're, you're not standing on a ledge as you do um, these shows. I have no sharp objects. I have my Dave Nelson shirt on. You got your Jackie Robinson shirt on. Yeah. And I am, uh, my golf game isn't improving a lot, but uh, by God, I have, uh, I've, I have a feeling that uh, these guys are going to find a grown up in each of the rooms and come together and, and play baseball in August and September. Well, I sure hope so. I, I think the um, I think enough is enough here as far as uh, it seems all that's going on is is um, numbers being written on a piece of paper and, and slid across the table. And, and the communication, obviously, we all know could be better and it needs to get better in a hurry for baseball to return at this point. And and I think if they're if they're really going to play upwards of 70 games, they got to get this settled this week and and get these guys, you know, traveled in from wherever they are right now, wherever their homes are across the world, and and uh, and get going. I, I'd love to see us get going by, you know, even mid-July if they're going to play up to 70 games and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm still holding out hope. Yeah, I thought, I thought this past from last Wednesday on draft day when Rob Manfred guaranteed there'd be a season and then walking back on it, you know, what, four or five days later, I, I think he equally opened up eyes on Wednesday by guaranteeing there would be baseball as much as he opened up eyes on Monday saying he wasn't sure if there'd be baseball now. So, and that's not good that, you know, I, I don't know, you know, where the respect level is, where the leadership level is, you know, either way, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's far more out of hand than I thought it ever could be at this point. Well, from what I can gather, they're not meeting. They're not sliding paper across the table. They're sending emails to each other. And yeah. they had some meetings, and now it's just left to, uh, you know, the ghost of Marvin Miller versus um, Bowie Kuhn. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. For all those years, Selig and Fear uh, and um, uh, Gene Orza, all these guys had labor peace. And for God's sake, you're, you're – you're talking about dividing up a whole lot of money. Now, you know, yeah, the players have a limited short lifetime. And, oh, by the way, the owners happen to, you know, put out a big chunk of money so that you guys can get money. So they need to just realize that they're all better off than anybody deserves to be, especially now. And if, they, and if, if uh, Tony Clark and his lawyers can't get frigging smart and Manfred, who was Selig's guy during these labor peace negotiations, can't get their act together. When, when he said, I guarantee, it's like, you fool. How in the world can you negotiate on TV? The players are sitting there listening to what you said, so play ball. 
and then all of a sudden they don't say what you like, and it's like, okay, well, I just was, I was kidding. We aren't going to play ball. And, uh, you know, now they're leaking that eight owners don't want to play anyway, and that's all they need. Then the next article is six owners don't want to play. Uh, really, they, they need to get Craig Kashan in there and friggin' mediate. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have a, I, I, I had come up with a, a clever plan how to do that. But with me, it all starts with the beer. Got to loosen the, loosen the crowd up a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, my last podcast, what I really miss are the, the crappy food at the ballparks. But um, Well, let me ask uh, you this. Let me ask you this because, you know, I think it's – I think if you read articles and, you know, you, you know you've got, you know, certain insiders and all that kind of stuff to baseball right now, and really there's not a whole lot of new stories, but I think people – I think people met right now with what's gone on, you know, in the last several months in, in this country, they, they want to take sides. And it seems to me that there are, you know, the fans are taking sides with, with players right now in your, in your history of, of, uh, legalities and, and baseball and minor leagues, whatever, whatever it has been, where do you stand right now with, with, Who's at fault? If you could say one or the other right now, who who do you think is more at fault, the players or the owners? I totally think the players are at fault, and I'm not sure if I if I historically uh, side with the owners, and I, I probably do because my underlying philosophy is it's my it's my uh, bats and balls, it's my ballpark, it's my name on the line, and if you want to start your own league, go do it. If you want to buy a team, uh, you know, how do you like it, Derek Jeter? Kind of fun, huh? Well, it's, it's, it's bad on both sides. So I'm not saying that the owners haven't, you know, done X, Y, and Z, but they, they can't get out of their own way either, and they never can. That's why it took somebody like Seelig, who made different – friends with different groups of the owners. He had his Jewish contingency with himself and Reinstorf, and then he had the West Coast guys. And Seelig, you know, he sold cars. He knew how to work a crowd and get a job done. And, and you know, Fear had enough sense that he didn't need to be Marvin Miller afraid of his ghost or afraid of Scott Boris. So here's, here's the deal. The, the players have got to come off of the pro rata stuff. They're going to get hosed anyway next year so you know the owners are saying well screw them they're going to get a pro rata zero and uh that's not good here's how you get it done you have to have binding arbitration not not the idiotic stuff that that the owners agreed to with the major league arbitration where both sides submit a deal and the arbitrator is bound to pick one but real arbitration but it's binding and you give you know a bookend and the players give a book in, and the arbiter comes in somewhere in between. And if that means the players get 80% of their salary or 70% and then 50-50 on the playoffs, there's there's a number out there that, that could work. So I would take it out of Clark's hands and Manfred's hands and just say we're going to do binding arbitration. It's only we're down to, you know, you pick the number of games. Here's our range. We'll we'll we'll. Our, our range would be 40 to 80, and the players would go, well, our range is 50 to 120, and we'll play till Christmas. And then when we open our presents, we'll go have the World Series. Get the parameters and then 
state your case and have the arbitrator reach a decision in a day and be done with it. It's not like the collective bargaining agreement. They're not stuck with this forever. They're stuck with it for what? Two more months. Now, come on. And so, yeah, you lose money. Boo-hoo. And the players lose money too. And, you know, they're getting a year older and the Alex Gordons of the world don't have another year left. So I'd do something. I mean, but if they just keep, nobody wants to blink, then they can blink right in the spring training of 2021, I guess. Well, I think, I think you bring up a really good point because clearly they are not headed to any kind of an agreement, just the two of them. Um, you know, they're, they're, there's too many, there's too many loose ends. Um, and, and I, you know, I can't help but almost every time going back to whatever happened on March 26th that the players and the owners left uh, spring training sites thinking that they had an agreement or thinking that they both had something on the other one if something were to come up, for example, no fans allowed. Um, so I, I'm still, I'm still um, in, in a little bit of shock on what we're really arguing over here because uh, nothing seems to be as concrete. I think the bottom line is there's a lot of money that has been lost. It's what you can save right now and how you can basically help each other and should help each other. And also this game is, is more than those two, the owners and the players. This game is about uh, fans. It's about entertainment. Um, that's why you're in it. That's why you're, you're making the money that you are. And you, you have to provide that during this calendar year in some form or fashion, you have to do it here in the next several months. So, you know, there, there's, there are a lot of things that I, I, I agree with on, on both sides, but I, but I tend to skew a little more towards um, something I've been saying since, since the nineties or, or even the eighties uh, for that matter um, during any type of squabble in sports, you know, if, if you own a business you're, you're in it to make money. You're the one who should be making the most money and you're the one who should be making the greatest decisions. And I think, you know, I think a lot of these sports, uh, you know, the players in these sports want too much of equality on that. And that's one thing maybe that either not, I'm naive or, or I haven't understood. Maybe that's why I'm not a good businessman. But to me, that's where it all starts. And, and it still goes back to this you know, who you're going to favor one way or the other, but somebody has got to make the decisions. And I think, you know, the owners are trying to make the decisions. The players can't make the ultimate decision. I don't think. No, I, you know, the, as I said before, the owners are their own worst enemies. They, uh, they talk too much and they pay too high salary. I mean, the salaries are so ridiculous that the players, you know, to make a good living, they only need to play a month in reality. I mean, except for the guys that are getting minimum salary. So you've got that and you've got the, um, you've got the uh, problem that by saying we've got the agreement in March and we're going to invoke that agreement, it to me smacks of the reserve clause days. It smacks of pre-Kurt flood. It's like, um, all right, stop. we agreed to this, so I'm invoking it. Show up and play baseball. And I'll tell you what, they're going to be 
I don't want to play baseball. I, I'm a, I'm, I've got health concerns or I got a sore arm or gee, many Christmas. I don't think I want to play back to back double headers. I'm telling you, they need to, the only way that, uh, this third entity of the fans are going to get anything as if the players and the owners can settle it themselves. If, if, and I think Manfred finally realized that even when the, even without this leaked, uh, we're going to file a grievance as soon as, as soon as they said, tell me when and where as a trial lawyer, that's smacked them. I'm getting set up. And, and somebody in the group of 30 was smart enough to figure that out with or without this, lawyer from the union saying that they're going to file a grievance for a billion dollars if uh, they are forced to go play. So, you know, they all want to teach each other a lesson. That's the Marvin Miller days. We're going to show Marvin Miller how the cow eats the cabbage. Doesn't work, man. There's so much money they can divvy it up. And then I'll, I thought it was funny that in, in the Midst of all this, they sign another contract with TBS for a lot more money. Isn't that funny? I mean, yeah. to do the playoffs, all of a sudden it's like, um, what? What stupid timing? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I found the timing of that rather interesting because I'm like, so uh, a new billion dollar contract. Um, right. Well, that's you know, now that's just throw that in the pot, right? I mean, that's right. If that's signed, sealed, and delivered, um, you know, if you're if you're on the players' side, you're in the players' unit. Of course, now you're you're starting to think, well, you know, I don't necessarily have to see your books anymore because I certainly know what's coming here in a hurry. So, um, but I, I will say this, you know, speaking of playoffs, I I personally think that they they should. Uh, the one thing I do agree with with the owners, no matter how many games they play, I think that they should definitely be done with the regular season by the end of September and, and get the playoffs done in October. I, I think the, I think if you want to get paid by your networks and, and network TV right now has a schedule, uh, I, I think you keep that, you get your guaranteed money, you stay on schedule for your off season and, and hope that, you know, by next February that, uh, you know, everything's in place the way it should be. And we're all hoping for health wise here. I, I don't see the point of pushing this into all the way to Thanksgiving or, or anything like that. I just have never understood that. So I, I would like the schedule to stay as, as it normally would be just to finish this thing out. Well, let me throw another wrench into the deal. If they don't resolve this soon or ever, I can see the owners locking up, locking out the players at spring training next year. You know, that's not unprecedented because it, they as would a, as a punishment slash yeah. precursor. Yeah. Uh, you failed to negotiate in good faith as you agreed to do in the March agreement. We said that if there are no fans, we're going to go negotiate and you agreed to that. You didn't do it. You filed a grievance. We filed a lawsuit. We're locking up camp until we resolve 2020. We're not playing in 2021. Yeah, now, that, that could be very interesting. Now that's out there. And I haven't yeah. heard that from anybody, but you heard it first right here on the lighter side of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have you, my man. That's why we have oh, you. Oh, baby. I'm telling you what. The, I, uh, I hope it doesn't get that bad. I, I still, you know, um, I, I still really hope that they can figure something out and, um, you know, common sense prevails here. Uh, I, I just, uh, 
you know, it, do, it doesn't leave you, you know, for a true baseball fan, it certainly doesn't leave, even if they come back and play, it's, there's going to be some obvious bitterness on, on both sides, which is just natural, but um, it's going to be, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they, they go into next year, if they can get something finished now, go into next year, just knowing what lies ahead that that, you know, that contract between the two is going to be up at the end of the 2021 20, season. So um, well, I, I, don't, I don't like what I'm seeing. Let's put it that way. And from what I'm hearing, they're not going to make a bunch of new fans in the next 46 games of this year. No. With 30 or 40 man rosters and pitching changes, these games are going to go five hours. I mean, uh, it's going to be brutal. It's bad. It's bad now. It's going to be worse in terms of. No fans, I, no concessions, yeah. no beer, no hot dogs, just tailgating. You know, I read the average African-American family median income in America is $15,000 a year. As if you put them all in one one boat and compared to Caucasians, which is around 150. Now, these guys are playing a game and the the problems are one lawyers two agents and three these freaking prima donna overpaid guys that think they're better than the rest of the world and let me name them so we're not confused max scherzer verlander bryce friggin harper and nolan arenado and i'm sure i'm leaving out some guys that don't do their union any great deeds by all this crap that Scherzer spits out. It's just absolutely, you're, you're not carrying on. We're, you know, the old mantra, we're doing it for the guys that sacrificed for us. Baloney, you know, it's not, you're doing it because you want to get more money. And, uh, they, they can get by. I mean, those guys could live on, uh, you know, hopefully they saved a little money. But um, I don't know. Uh, the disparity is a problem. Tony Clark's a problem. He got butchered by the last CBA, the, his first. He got, I think he's getting butchered for the agreement that they signed quickly in March. And most agents are afraid to compromise because Scott Boris doesn't know what that word means. And so I think there's some systemic problems in Major League Baseball that are going to rear their ugly head in the next two years because of these activists that um, think they're doing something for the brotherhood. And, um, man, you know, when your average salary is $4 million, they're going to have a hard time getting anybody to feel sorry for them. I mean. I just don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, and I think the um, I think you know uh, on the highest paid players, and you know they're on the board, and they're obviously they're they're on there, you know, hopefully for good reason and everything. I I just find it um, I just find it very interesting that this has gone from, you know, like like you just said, and I've been saying all along uh, a, a quick deal on March twenty sixth. Well, obviously you were all getting along back then, and. Yeah. 
better of the game and, and came to a quick agreement on something, whatever that, whatever that really turned out to be. But, um, you know, I, I, I often wonder when there's uh, labor disputes, uh, what, the, what the little guy, the, the young guy, the, the, or maybe the first second-year major league guys that, that aren't making that big money yet, you know, how much in agreement they really are to this uh, and, and letting, you know, this, this board of eight players or whatever it is, it probably, you know, is in the $2 billion range in combined salary. Um, you know, what, what, you know, what are their thoughts? I mean, what, what have you gone through in the past with, with these guys when you were, when you were serving as an agent at one time? I mean, you must've got a feel for what was happening then. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's similar to the views that I've expressed now. These guys, now, I mean, just as diverse as our world is and just as diverse as all your friends, and I mean, there are uh, in every profession, uh, in every twist of, the, of our free country, there are some guys that appreciate what they're getting and other guys that feel like they're getting screwed and other guys that feel like they could do better. What I always experienced was representing these younger guys. A half of them, um, you know, wanted to get more than they probably in a realistic world were worth. And very few of them wanted to hit singles and doubles. They wanted a, they wanted a, not only an agent that could represent a represent them, but then turn their $10,000 a month into $100,000 a month with brilliant um, kinds of uh, investments. And, and they're easily persuaded by their, by guys that are on the 25 man roster and they're not, and they come up and, and, and they want to be um, accepted. And so they, they're, 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 there are some that are very aggressive. There are others that are so happy I mean, I, I guarantee that there's at least half of the union uh, and, and probably 100% of the guys that are not arbitration eligible or that the clubs have bought up a few years of arbitration that are getting paid two or three million a year that are going, guys, look, let's play. Even if we only play a third of the season, I'm going to still get a million bucks. That's pretty damn good. And so, um, they're just afraid to buck the Scherzers of the world. Every team has one. I mean, every every team has a has a Scherzer that's the that's the player rep that is, um, you know, thinking about we're getting screwed by the owners and they got more money. Let's get it all. And that that's the attitude. They they they. I mean. Even some of these ex-players, oh, the owners, these guys all just do this for a hobby. It's not really their business. It's all valued at, you know, billions of dollars. Well, so what? Um, so I, I don't know. I, it's, it's like life. You've got a third of the people that are great people, a third of the people that are pretty good people, and then a third of the people that, you know, are never happy with anything. The Bryce Harpers of the world, you know, he's always yeah. dogging. And he's... Every time he goes to the post office, he picks up what five million dollar checks. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, as a fan, I you know, 
I don't care. I pay the season tickets and the beer prices until I go no mas. <laughs> and once I do the Roberto Duran and say no mas, okay, that's up to me. But let's get the show on the road. I mean, it's just not patriotic. It's not, it's not for the benefit of all of us. It's not for the benefit of the betters. Although there's some interesting stuff going on with the read an article where the sports guys that are sports betters have decided since there's nothing to bet on that they're now shorting the market or, or spending a ton of their money in the real, in the uh, NASDAQ and, and the New York stock exchange, which is one of the reasons apparently there are really big swings in the last month because there's nothing going on fundamentally. And then the other thing is I, there was apparently there's a lawsuit filed by clients of DraftKings against the uh, Astros and the Red Sox for the uh, for stealing signs and and uh, defrauding them out of their money, which is something that I talked about a long time ago. I think right. Be, I think, uh, like I said, there's some there's some organized crime guys that lost money on the Astros uh, in in whatever year that was, 2017. So. I don't know. I'm not impressed with Tony Clark. I'm not impressed with the guys on the board. And I'm, man, Manfred, mighty Manfred, the wonder dog. What cartoon was that? I could sing that, but I won't. I'm mighty <laughs> Manfred, the wonder. He's laying an egg there. And people blame social media. That was That's something different and new. But I'm telling you, they need a third party. They need an arbitrator. That's how it's going to get done. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, social media is just, you know, in, in anything in life, basically it just adds the confusion is, is all it does. It certainly has never solved anything. Um, you know, we, we don't need to get political here, but you know, we, we know it's uh, a lot of it is, is politics. Um, and that's what the two sides are doing right now. They're doing a lot of politicking and, and people are, are, are a little more privy to it, but but let's face it. Thoughts in social media that know a certain degree what's going on, and then there are people that know to a great degree what's going on that aren't sharing our thoughts. So it it only it only becomes you know more confusing to people, and I and I'm not sure if that's really any different than you know all these articles that are all pretty repetitive articles that at this point on, you know, trying to keep a beat on what's happening, you know, um, until these guys come clean and, and, um, and really let us know what's going on and, and tell us, you know, what, the, what the decision is and let's move forward. You know, that's all I care about at this point. And I think that's all baseball fans care about at this point or, you know, and it, and it, the funny thing about it is, and we've talked about this too on your past shows, Jamie, that, you know, the NHL and NBA ended up getting a jump on Major League Baseball, but they're still not playing yet, and it's still yeah. not going to be till the end of July. And and there's still, you know, uh, queries that keep coming up about, uh, you know, um, I, I'm not sure I want to play yet. I'm not sure if it's healthy enough to play yet. You know, I, I was telling some people the other day, they're like, why, why are some of these NBA players all of a sudden squawking about, uh, coming back uh, to finish the season. And I said, because they played most of their season. And you've got 22 teams 
first of all, you have eight teams that were told that you're not going to be part of our party to finish up the season. We're bringing in 22 teams to finish up eight regular season games and play a month and a half of playoffs. And that means uh, there's going to be teams eliminated after the, after uh, those eight regular season games that didn't get into this championship bracket to play. And there's going to be, you know, more than half of those. So what it comes down to is there's basically four teams that have a chance to win a championship and the season's mostly been played. And most of these guys have been paid. So of course there are a lot of guys that are like, you know what? Somebody else can take my spot on the roster. I've already got my money. I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to see my family for at least a month. Uh, what's the point? Much different, though, in baseball when they haven't played yet and they need to, uh, they need to do something beyond just salvage a season. They need, to, they need to play something that's significant that will be remembered and crown a true champion and, and move, on to the, you know, move on to the next season here. So. Well, I don't know. It's it's a lot of too much of the same thing anymore. Yeah, and oh, by the way, the hospitalizations for coronavirus are beginning to go back up at a pretty good clip in some states. So you got yeah some states that are okay, some states that are not, some states that are not divulging the truthful numbers, some that are exaggerating numbers. You got every kind of conspiracy theory in the world going on, and so it. I don't think it is safe. I mean, in Kansas City, it's like. What coronavirus? In Chicago, I went for a cup of coffee. I don't think we've talked since then. Maybe we have, but I went for a cup of coffee at Starbucks when the curfew lifted at 6 a.m. And there's a friggin' Humvee with an 80 millimeter cannon sticking out the front. There's a tank down at the other corner. And when we tried to get out of town, they had snow plows blocking every exit but the one onto, uh, onto an expressway. So uh, it's weird. Welcome home. <laughs> Yay. I'll tell you what, how about Garrett Mitchell? Tell me about Garrett Mitchell. Well, he was the, uh, the Brewers, uh, number one pick and, and he, uh, was the 20th overall selection. And he was a guy that uh, a lot of people thought might go, um, in the top 10 junior at UCLA, uh, center fielder, really good athlete. Um, I think he's about, Six three, um, great defender, um, and has a bat that is not a power bat, not a home run bat necessarily. But uh, he led the he led the nation in triples before the, uh, COVID uh, uh, suspended the rest of play. Um, he's fast, so he's he's basically um, uh, twenty home runs a year away from being a, a five tool guy right now. And wow. He is. Uh, he actually fell down to twenty. A lot of people think because he has um, uh, type one diabetes, uh, but he's had it since third grade, and his management uh, of it has been spectacular and, and very well. And um, I, I honestly, I, I've covered uh, Brewer drafts and stuff in the past, and I can't remember the last time uh, since maybe that you know, Prince Fielder came along that they were as ecstatic as an organization to get somebody as they are this kid here. So uh, good kid, good family. Uh, he's a California guy. So they're pumped up. That's for sure. And, you know, they took, so it was five rounds. You had mentioned that earlier, the draft. And, and so they ended up taking 
uh, five juniors in college, all position players, all That's up the middle. Yep. Either a catcher, uh, middle infielder, or uh, center, any outfield that can play center. So um, uh, very interesting. It's kind of been their philosophy since David, Stern, David Stearns uh, became their general manager is to, to draft high there. So no pitchers, no high school players in, in this draft. Isn't that interesting, man? The um, folks, that's why Craig Kishan is a first-team All-America, man. He had no idea I was going to ask him about Garrett Mitchell, and bam, he rattles <laughs> off everything he needed to know about the kid. One thing, Too he much. Didn't, one thing he didn't tell you is that he just got $3 million more than Bryce Harper this week for his pay. Because he, exactly. he got signed for $3.2 million and uh, probably below slot money. From what I could figure out, that's a pretty good uh, deal for the Brewers. Yeah, the I first think rounder. that's. Uh, I I think that they, you know, reconfigured, you know, the the slot money and the value of uh, uh what well one day end up uh I don't know how many you know kids ended up getting drafted, but it's uh you know 30, 30 teams times five, so you're you know you're in the upwards of uh you know that number there where they all of a sudden now they're saying, you know, 3 million for this 1.7 million for that. And then the five rounds ends and it used to be 40 and then everyone else becomes a a free agent. And, but nobody can get more than $20,000 to be signed as a free agent, whether you're in high school or you're a senior in college. And so uh, it is. And it's, uh, it's the first step of uh, a demolition of some kind of the minor league system. And um, I, I, um, I really think, you know, when we look to the future of the development of baseball, we're going to be, we're going to be looking at all of the, um, well, where you and I are the upper Midwest of uh, the college summer baseball leagues now, because those are all wood bat leagues. Uh, They're not, they don't play with the wood bat in college. And uh, that's where the scouts are are really going to be, focusing to see what these guys, these college kids can do in, you know, two months of, uh, you know, playing at a level like that. And, and there's some really good teams out there. There's some great cities with great support. And um, it might be the next wave of a uh, level of entertainment. Yeah, unfortunately, they aren't playing this year because of COVID-19. Uh, well, no, what, actually, a lot of the college summer leagues are starting up. Is the Northwoods League going? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get that going, and then the um, uh, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, the uh, Major League Baseball gave clearance for scouts to go back out because they're gonna go because they've been shut down, and um, and they're they've cleared them to go back out. So so here wow. we go. So, so the only thing right now that won't be playing baseball from little league on up through college summer leagues is Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, I thought I had a break from the woodchucks, but I'm going to have to get back to uh, uh, Wausau and check out those woodchucks because the Royals drafted in the fourth round. Actually, the Royals had six picks. They had a um, compensation pick. There were like eight teams that had uh, compensation picks in the draft. So yeah, the the fourth round, but the fifth pick the Royals had, I watched play – he was on the Kalamazoo team, I believe, and he, um, you could clearly, even a schmo like me, could sit there and watch one or two innings, and you could tell this kid was uh, gonna gonna get drafted. He was a hell of a center fielder for the uh, Kalamazoo, whoever they are. 
when they played the Woodchucks. But if uh, the Northwoods League is going, I'm gonna have to come to Madison, and we're gonna have to take on a take on a game, man. See that that's where the the beer and broths will be served, my friend. We can do that. The Spotted Cow Hall of Fame, the Spotted Cow Brewery Tour, you name it. It'll be back. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling. I'm feeling like progress is going to be made before we talk again. We had agreed not to do another one until we had a, an agreement, but I figured, hell, we might both be gone by that time. <laughs> I, I think figured, there'd be an literally. agreement by now. Yeah, I did. Well, I know, but I mean, I, it's, it is kind of crazy, you know, what's happened in just the last week or so. And then, and then there's kind of been no talk here. Really. There's been no progress at all. Um, you know, even the, you know, the back and forth, but I, I think something's going to happen here. And if they're going to play, if they're going to play upwards of 70 games or whatever it is, it's, that's got to happen, you know, really wow. quick here. And, and true to all their negotiations and really any negotiation, they need to, they need to tell each other, here's the drop dead date. If we don't have a deal by July 1st, then we're done and we'll see you in spring training. And, and they need to, establish that whether it's july 1st august 1st whatever and um and until they do that i don't i'm not sure how serious they'll get but i i I just gotta believe that there'll be a grown-up that steps forward and uh you know there is great if not you go watch uh fanless golf that was well, you know, basketball will, will be starting back up by then, and, and it looks like, you know, college football and the NFL is going to be, you know, full-blown as well. So, you know, they're, they, if they don't play, they're, they're going to be – I mean, think about this, Jamie. If they don't play baseball this year, and if they stay on schedule and, and start up again, uh, obviously, next year on the regular basis, they'll go 17 months between – between uh, meaningful pitches, that's yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, and incredible amount of time. And the uh, last batter that that was at bat was part of those cheating champ Astros. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> oh god, bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, the whole thing is a bad taste in my mouth. That's why I need to go eat lunch. All right, buddy, we're gonna wrap it up. I mean, it was borderline suicidal but i think we're i think we're coming out of it you look yeah we're, we're getting there. there i mean you know what you, you can only talk about uh what's happening you know in the sport right now and there's there's only that and there's you know nothing. i i think the bottom line is you and i have been you know been around long enough to know that uh this stuff takes a while when it gets as bitter as it as it has been and you know it, it's going to straighten out uh it's going to straighten out in due time well, I tell you, doing this podcast is every bit as hard as selling ice cubes in Alaska. So, at least ice cubes in Alaska before global warming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, buddy. Uh, I hope you get back to work soon. But um, I'm going to be uh, calling you from my uh, lakefront table where my guests will be you and uh, a lot of mosquitoes. But that's all right. I'll spray. Yeah, you've got to spray those. Uh, the That's Wisconsin's uh, official bird, by the way, is the yeah. mosquito. Just in yeah. case your listeners from uh, North Carolina and uh, New Mexico weren't aware they're of everywhere. that. They're I know. everywhere. They're, all, they're waiting for baseball. Me too. All yeah. right, buddy. Lighter side of sports. 
Craig Kishan does it again, magically talking about baseball that doesn't exist and uh, the love of the Brewers. We'll get there. I feel it. Got to get Nelly to work. What's he doing? You'd think Nelly would do something about getting the show on the road, wouldn't you? Come on. Divine inspiration. Of course he would. He 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 would have ordered he would have ordered cases of wine for everybody to yeah. to uh, you know to uh, arbitrate with. Not <laughs> <laughs> true. Not true. All right. Be good, buddy. Be safe. We'll do. All right. <laughs>